0: Hello and welcome to the Teaching Ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information including service times and directions or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message.
1: Hebrews chapter 13, I just want to remind you this, we're going to read it together verse 15 that says therefore by him Let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is what? The fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. What is it again? It's the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. I just want to remind you, encourage you. Remember to keep this working. When we're praising God, when we're worshiping God, you know, I know it's Steve sounds great or whoever's leading sound wonderful and it's easy to fall into the habit of listening to them praise God but your praise, your worship is vital for your success. Amen. And it's something that you have to uh, have to make a point to do it. It's easy to fall into a habit of, of listening to somebody else. And, and, uh, and, of course, there's always an opportunity. You want to be quiet and listen to the Lord. But we can also get into a habit of letting other people praise God for us or, or just throw in a few words here and there. But enjoy the music and the sound. Uh, use your own mouth. Use your own, your own words. Express what's in your heart. Amen. Um, Such an important thing, such an important thing that you do. One minister had said, you know, never run at your giants with your mouth closed. Never run at your situation with your mouth closed. You know, praise and worship is the perfect opportunity used in your mouth, exalting and magnifying God. Amen. We're all believing God for stuff. Pastor said this morning that, you know, that we should be believing God for things. How do you know if you're living by faith? Are you believing God for something? Even when life is good, there's still things you can be believing God for because it's not perfect. We've not fully attained it. We've not reached perfection yet. There's things, not just natural things, there's areas of life, there's all kinds of stuff you can be exercising your faith in, right? Anything you're pursuing, pursue it with your mouth open, thanking God for it, amen? It's important to do, hallelujah. And we're going to talk about some things along that line tonight. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your presence, your time Time with us tonight, Lord. We're... So grateful to be with you, so grateful that you joined us, you've chosen to be with us. And so, Father, we just give ourselves to you in the next few minutes to put our attention on you and open ourselves up to everything you would say to us, Father. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen, amen. Pastor's been talking about the subject of faith, and that's uh, been good. Of course, uh, there's there's a theme going on around here. Other departments have been talking about the subject of faith, and on Wednesday nights, we've been ministering on the subject of faith, and... and um uh, Believe God's got some good things here for us. Just trying to see where I want to start at. Go over to Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs the 18th chapter, and uh, had it on my heart for I was going to talk about this last week, and then I was had it on my heart to talk about it before that, and just never got to it. But um, I want to talk about our words a little bit tonight. Good way to end the year. Our last Sunday night of the year, talking about our words the things that we're saying, and, and uh, just be an encouragement to us. Proverbs, the 18th chapter, feel free to say amen at any time, or you look good, Pastor Greg, or anything like that, that'll work. Oh, hey, I'll take that by faith. Hey, hey, that's a faith project right there. We're living by faith. All right. Proverbs chapter 18, and the 20th verse, it says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death And life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Uh, The Message Bible says, words satisfy uh, the mind as much as fruit does the stomach. Good talk is as gratifying as a good harvest. Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit, you choose. And so the issue of of our words is such uh, 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 an important thing. And really, you know, pastor been talking about the life of faith, the just, Romans chapter uh, 117, the just shall live by faith. And a lot of times we think about uh, living by faith, we think of specifically believing God for things, I need a new car, I need need this, I need healing in my body. Those are all great things to be to using our faith in, but living by faith is a, is a way we approach life, every area of life. And as everything we do, it should be reflect faith, reflect what we believe, who we are, every conversation, everything we put our attention to, put our effort into and all of those things. Well, the issue of our words that we say is one of the primary or the first ways that we release our faith, that we actually use our faith. And so words are important. The scripture says here that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Isn't that good to know that, that death and life is not somebody else's power? Isn't it good to know that death and life in your life isn't, isn't somebody else's, uh, uh, they don't have the say? Somebody else doesn't have the, have the right to choose death or life for you. You've got that in your mouth. Woo, praise God. That's liberating. Isn't it good to know you're not a slave to anybody? You're not a slave to what somebody else says about you. Somebody says sticks and stones, may break my bones, but words never hurt you. Somebody else's words may not, but your words is where life and death is right there. They're, they're, they're far more dangerous than sticks and stones, right? And so our words are such an important thing. And it's something we've got to stay on top of. You know, you read the book of James, he talks a lot about, uh, uh, he gets into the subject of the, the, un, you know, the tongue and how, how out of control it is. And, and if, and if you can, if you can tame the tongue, you're a mature person if you can do this. And so it's a, it's an ongoing thing that we have to look at and be, be uh, working towards. And, and uh, investing our time into. But I tell you, God's got a lot of good things to say about it. Go back to Hebrews chapter 11. Words are powerful. Your words are powerful. I just want you to know that your words are powerful tonight. You need to know that. Everything you say is, is a vital thing. Your, the things that come out of your mouth have tremendous power in your life. Amen? Hebrews chapter 11. And then we'll just start in the third verse. It says, by faith we understand that the worlds were formed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible, says that that we understand by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the what, the words of God. And of course we know we've been created in God's image and God's likeness. That's why it's true that death and life are in the power of the tongue. God created everything, the worlds, by His words. He spoke these things into existence. And you're speaking into existence your life, your world right now. What you're saying, Brother Hagin said, if you're not happy with what you're living, if you're not happy with what you're experiencing, go back and look at what you've been saying. Our words are creative. Our words have power. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so we know they have creative power, and, and uh, we know that God called the worlds into existence. Well, we've been made in His image and His likeness, and, and we can create our world. We can change our circumstances. I know these are things we know, but what a blessing it is to know this. You know how many people don't realize how important their words are? Yeah, you, you're you out and about. How loose are people with their mouth? Just say all kinds of crazy stuff. Just say this and say that, and anything that pops in here just comes right out. You know, that's bad. I don't know about you, but I don't need everything that pops into here. Don't look at me too holy there. You're the same way, don't you? We don't want everything, every thought that pops in here just coming right out of our mouth. Well, the enemy wants us just to blabber, talk, run our mouth, talk, talk, talk. Why? Because he knows he knows the power that's there. He knows that he can't do anything that we don't authorize him to do. And the biggest way we authorize the enemy to work in our lives, especially as believers, because we don't belong to him. We're not in his family anymore. He doesn't even have a legal right to even mess with us. Oftentimes, the only reason, the only access he has is because we give it right here. Now, there's a part to it that, you know, if your thinking is wrong, your, your believing will be wrong, then your speaking will be wrong. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so if, you, if you're having a problem with saying a lot of things you shouldn't be saying, well, go back to what you're putting in, what you're feeding on all the time, right? Go back and look, look into those things. And if you don't like your words that you're saying, well, change what you're, what you're feeding on. It'll affect how you believe, but it'll directly affect how you speak. But we need to be monitoring these things. I know several years ago we had a Christmas uh, thing that uh, Brother Mike was our confession cop. We did a, who remembers a confession cop uh, video we did years ago, and it's super funny. And, and we make joke of these things, but we ought to be the confession cops in our own life, not in somebody else's life. Too often we're like, oh, you shouldn't be saying that. How about you watch your own mouth before you try to watch mine, Right. <laughs> But uh, oftentimes, Mike's not going to show up blowing a, blowing a whistle after you're arresting you tonight. But uh, we need to be a confession cop in our own life, the things that, are, that we're saying out of our mouth, right? Amen. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Well, see, well, I'm not quite so sure that's true. We'll go over to, to Romans chapter 10. We'll just look at a few things here, Romans chapter 10. I want you to see your words are important. Hope I'll stir you up tonight. You know for the last uh last while now it's been it's been been quite a while I've been been really watching the things that I say. You know we all do that but I've been specifically on purpose. Not just being careful not to say the wrong thing but being careful to say the right things, right? Sometimes we can get into a defensive uh status, you know, status or standing and things but being how about being offensive, not in a not a bad way offensive but on the offense in our words, right? not offensive but you know offensive with our words. But it says here in uh, Romans chapter 10 in the 8th verse it says what does it say the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart that is the word of faith that we preach that if we can conf- that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you'll be saved for with a heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation even in the most basic and the greatest miracle that we can experience, believing is important, but what is tied right to our believing? It's our confession. I think about the, the scribes or the Pharisees that believed in him, but for fear of the Jews, they wouldn't confess him because they're afraid of what people would say. They wouldn't use their mouth. What a shame to have met Jesus and, and, and believed the truth, but never experienced the reality of being of coming to know Christ you know, it's confessing him as Lord, right? What, what a terrible position to be in to never confess your faith fear of somebody else and missing out on that, the greatest miracle, the, this, this complete renewal and recreation of who you are. Well, believing is important, but you gotta say something. It says in, in, uh, in John, first John, it says that if you if we've, if we've sinned, that if we'll what confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us from all unrighteousness. What a, what a great promise we have. What an amazing, I don't know if you've ever used that scripture before, but I have gone to the Lord many times. Lord, I want to remind you what First John 1, 9 says that if I'll confess my sins, you're faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And so right now, I'm confessing my sin. I'm sorry, I'm done, I've said it. And then I believed that he forgave me and he did. But what if I had just thought some good forgiving thoughts? Well, that was dumb. Let me think about that we're done. No, that's not how that works. You need to, you need to, you need to actually confess those things. Well, people, some people think, well, that's just being kind of ticky tack. You know, God knows what he knows your heart and he, he knows who you really are. And, and he, 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 you know, God is merciful. And if you, if you're, if you're, he's okay with it. Well, it must not be. He's very specific. He's very specific. Obviously God values words way more than most people value words. And if he values it, we ought to really put an importance on this. It's not just a word of faith thing. This should be a, 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 a foundation of who we are, right? We ought to have the right things on our mouth all the time. When I, what do I mean by the right things, the right words coming out of our mouth all the time? Amen. Now, you, you can get weird about it where, you know, people are ask you a question. You can't answer anything. You understand what I'm saying. And there are some people who get strange about stuff. But we ought to always be confessing what God says about our situation, Amen. Go to James chapter three. I reference this James the third chapter. James chapter three. Praise God. Second verse, it says, "For we all stumble in many things." Said, so "If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, also able also to bridle the whole body." Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouth that they may obey us and we may turn their whole body. Look at also its ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Your mouth matters. Your mouth matters. Your mouth matters, Amen? Go to Proverbs chapter six. Let's read a few scriptures here. Proverbs chapter six. Second verse, Proverbs six, two. I love God's word. Proverbs six, two. It says you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 20. I love this one. This is why we don't need to let every word, every thought that pops into our head come right out of our mouth. Proverbs 29 20 says, do you see a man hasty with his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. <laughs> I got to be honest, I've been guilty of not of being too hasty with my words. And, you know, I can't think of one single time it turned out good. It was always a bad thing that I was hasty with my words. You know, um, like I said, a lot of times we, we, we think about, when we talk about words, we, t- we think about the negative impacts. And obviously if you read Proverbs, the Pro- book of Proverbs has a lot to say about speech and, and the things that we say, a lot of wisdom there. And, uh, I like to tell this story. It's just a great, it's a great story. Uh, I've told it for you, probably heard it, but uh, when I was in college, I was working at service merchandise and, uh, may remember service merchandise, you know, that had, you could buy everything basically. Uh, when you go to search, you can, run your whole life out of, out of service merchandise, you know, and had a gentleman there I worked with. He was, he was older than me. He was, he was, uh, he was, I was just a kid at that time, you know, and uh, he was probably 20 years older than me. Great guy. And I've, I've I actually ran into him a couple years ago, ran into him. You were with me. Yeah. And uh, so I told Amy, this is the guy after he left. I didn't say that when he was here, Hey, this is the guy I keep talking about. But anyway, super fun guy. And, uh, but he had a really, really bad, confession i mean when i say that let's not be spiritual he talked bad and i don't mean offensive he didn't cuss a lot he didn't say that but he was always talking negative about about his life and just specifically his body i mean he was always talking about just any little thing if he felt something oh, 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 oh. Oh, that's probably this. And oh, you know, oh, this is gonna happen. And and no matter no matter what was going around the store, if somebody got sick, he'd start talking about oh, I'm gonna get it, you know. I oh I always I always get sick. I always oh this I all this always happens to me. And you know, it always happened to Tommy. And I just said his name. Let's edit that out. You didn't hear you hear that, did you? Well, <laughs> lie in church, you did. But uh, this one particular time, we, we, this particular situation had come up, and, and there was a young lady that we had worked with, and she was not feeling well and you know, had been, you know, just just nauseous and just sick and just not feeling good. And so, you know, he's like, oh, you know, it's that time of year. It's, it's going around. I'm, I know it. I know it. I, I always get sick. I know it. I'm going to get sick. He was so upset. He, be- he believed it, and that's what he was saying. And so, you know, finally comes out, she, she didn't come into work, you know, the next day I was there and he, she didn't come to work. Well, neither did Tommy. Tommy called in that morning. Tommy was sick. You know, I got what she had. I'm, I've been sick all night. You know, I just can't, I'm just, I'm just, I just can't do it. And he wasn't lying. He wasn't just trying to get out of work. He was really sick. He was actually really sick. Well, come to find out he didn't catch the flu. He didn't catch food poisoning. He caught pregnant right? She was pregnant and had morning sickness. And he was so convinced that, and just believed it that whatever happens that I have, that's going to happen to me. And he kept saying it, kept saying, now, did he get pregnant? No, men can't get pregnant. Okay. I don't care what they say in the news today. it, It doesn't happen. Right? So he didn't get pregnant, but he got sick. He, what did he do? He opened himself up to something that wasn't even going on around him. By what? Just saying something all the time. Just saying something all the time. And it's a funny story, but you know, the reality is we've all done this before in the past and there's a a negative side to our words and that's why it's so important to watch this and to be careful we're saying the right things in our life, amen? I don't want you catching a pregnancy, so you don't wanna be doing that. If we speak weakness, failure, lack, sickness, we limit God. Because the reality is, as sons and daughters of God, those things have no place in our life. You do know that, right? They've got no place in our life. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. We've been redeemed from poverty, sickness, and death, right? We've been redeemed for all of that. If it's showing up in our life, there's got to be an access point somewhere. Now, the devil's a jerk, and he's going to try to attack us. Things happen, right? We stand our ground, but oftentimes, the enemy gains access Because we're not careful with what we're saying. Amen. Of course, there's other things we need to be doing, need to be taking care of ourselves and, you know, all of those things. But we need to watch what we're saying. If we speak weakness, if we speak failure, lack, sickness, whatever, we're going to have trouble in life. And unchecked words, unchecked words will derail our faith. I don't care how many great messages on the subject of faith you hear, how much you study it. If you don't do something with this, then your, your faith won't do you any good. Amen. And so you know that's the the negative side of it. But you know there's a there's a positive side to our faith as well. There's a positive side to our confession that goes along with us. Proverbs chapter sixteen. I will read it to you. Verse twenty four says, "Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones." That's Proverbs sixteen twenty four. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Uh, chapter 15 verse 23 says a man has joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season how good it is Whew, praise god and then proverbs chapter 12 verse 6 it says the words are the wicked are lie and wait for blood but the right the mouth of the upright will deliver them the mouth of the upright will deliver them you know your mouth will, will deliver you amen we just came through covid we, we were we were careful around here to be say to say what COVID is not going to have a not going to not going to wreck impact family church. We're actually talking about this week. We didn't have a single person. We're one of the only churches that I know of didn't have a single person in our congregation that that that, that died of COVID. And it'd be one thing if you had a church of three people, but we we have a we have a we you know we we have, a, we have a larger than average sized church, and it had not one single person. I don't, Pastor, he doesn't know of another church that didn't have somebody that passed. Now, that doesn't mean that, that they were out of faith or something's wrong with them. But but as a church, we made a stand. We're not going to have this. Didn't we? And, did, and what did we do? We took precautions. We did the things that, that the Lord led us to do. Aren't you glad for good leadership? And we, we need to acknowledge good leadership through all of this. You ought to be thankful to have been in a good church where good decisions were made and not just buckled to pressure. I still know people and churches that still aren't back to normal because of things that they did, decisions they made, bowing to pressure, amen. That's not God's best, but we took a stand, pastor took a stand, we took a stand with him. We were saying the right things in the office, we were saying the right things about you guys. We're encouraging you to say the right things about your own life, your families and what? God was faithful to us. Amen. And so, you know, it's important that we watch our words. Let's look at Pro, or Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians chapter four. I don't want to keep us too late tonight, but I believe this is important. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and uh, thank God, thank God. In the 29th verse, it says, let no word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers no let let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers you know the most important words you're ever going to hear are your own those are the more, most important words you're ever going to hear are your own words and we need to make sure we're 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 not speaking the wrong things speak life over your life speak god's word over your life Like I said, it's not about saying, not saying the wrong things. It's about being intentional to say the right things. Sowing out of your mouth, sowing into your life. It's an important thing. You know, we, 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 like to reference the, the story of the woman with the issue of blood, Mark chapter five. So she came behind the crowd. Let's just go, let's just go and read it. Mark chapter five, because this is an important thing. We use this as a great example of faith. And it was a great example of faith. And Jesus commended her for, for, using her faith. And really, if you think about it, the whole crowd was touching Jesus. But one woman that we know of, maybe somebody else got something, but this woman we know for a fact, she was healed and there are things here that she did. I'm sure Pastor will talk more about this when his series he's doing on this. But in Mark chapter five, the 25th verse, it says, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and has suffered many things from many physicians. She has spent all she had and was no better, but rather grew worse A lot of times people make excuses for things. I can't do what the Bible says because of my situation. If anybody had an excuse to complain a little bit, it was probably this lady. That's a long time to to be suffering with something, 12 years. And it's it's also a terrible thing to lose everything you had. And at the end of it, you're just worse off. Ever been in something where you're you're doing what you know to do and it just keeps going the wrong direction? Anybody ever been there before? where it just looks like everything you're doing is doing the wrong thing? Have you ever been tempted to open your mouth and say something you shouldn't say? I know you've never done it, but have you ever been tempted to do it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we've all been there. But it said that when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and uh, touched, uh, touched his garment. For she said, if I may only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she was healed in her body or she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction, Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched me? Of course, the disciples said, well, everybody's touching you. And then uh, he went on in verse 34, it says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. But in verse 28, notice it says that for she said, the Amplified says she kept saying, gives us more insight. It wasn't just a one-time thing she kept saying. So that means that she's pushing through the crowd in her situation and her weakness when she didn't feel like she could, when she had been dealing with this for 12 years and had just gotten worse. I'm sure if she had to move past people. She probably was losing energy with every single step, but what kept her going? What kept her moving? She believed something, but it says specifically, this wasn't recorded by accident. She kept saying, if I can only touch his garment, I'll be made well. There, there's, there's principles here. There are things that the Lord wants us to see. She kept saying, 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 she kept saying. Listen, I know we're almost done with 2022. Every year, people start off with things that they're believing God for. They make, you know, resolutions in their body and their finances at the beginning of the year. And then, and then as believers, things we're believing God for. People start off real strong, but then as time goes on, they get weary and they get tired. We can pick those things back up. Just cause it's December doesn't mean we don't have to wait till January. We, the word is still true. The promises of God are still real. There's, there's, st- they've still been secured for us. We can still speak life over our situation, speak life over our family, speak life over every area of our life, amen. She continually said, she continually kept saying that if she could just touch his garment, she'll be healed. Find out what God has said about you and let your words agree with him. Find out what God's word says about you and let your words agree with him. Now, that puts some responsibility on us to, to get into God's word. People don't like that, but that's true. you got to find out what it says. You have to spend time letting these things get into you. You have to make a choice to believe them. You have to make a choice to, to exercise, to apply your faith, to accept these things. But find out what God's word says and then begin to uh, let your words speak in your life. No matter what comes your way, you can succeed. So no matter what comes your way, you can succeed. You know, I was a kid, you know, I played baseball and, and uh, my parents would buy me those motivational posters, put them on the wall, you know, because I needed something on the wall. So I remember I had this baseball picture and, and it on there, which I guess it helped me with my pitching. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens. You remember that poster you got me? Yeah, mom did. She remembers it. And I would put it on the wall and I was a pitcher in baseball and I would actually confess that scripture over my, my pitching. You think, well, that's crazy. No, your words matter. If you want to succeed in whatever area, speak success over those things. You want healing in your body. Don't talk about how as you get older, all of these things happen and all of this. No, speak life over your body. You know, several years ago, uh, many years ago, I had somebody that I knew, respected, still know, still respect, and, uh, they were making comments to me about, you know, as you get older, this happens, that happens, and, and, uh, they were specifically talking to me about youth ministry, and as you get older, you know, you just lose touch with things, and, and you just don't know what's going on, and, and I just can't keep up with what's happening these days, and, and, I, and, and, you know, then your body, you can't keep up with those young people, and, and, uh, I remember making a note, if the Lord has me do youth ministry, I'm going to know what's going on. I'm going to be able to keep, they may not, I, I can keep up, y'all. I know what's going on. I said, I can keep up. I, I said, I'll, I'll know what's, what's happening. I'll, I'll, I'll be with it, you know, but physically I'm going to be strong, right? So you speak over your life. Speak, and, and they said that just like, well, that's just what happens when you get older. No, that's not what happens when you get older. Moses lived a long time. His eye wasn't dim. He, he wasn't weak. He was strong, can, if Moses can go out that way, we can go out that way. If the Lord tarries, right, we can go out the same way. Well, we got to speak these things. Obey God, but speak these things in our life. Amen? In Mark chapter 9, uh, in the, in the, go over there, Mark chapter 9. Hallelujah. Mark, the ninth chapter. Is this all right tonight? Praise God. I'm doing it anyway. I'd read this uh, this passage, uh, I believe, on Wednesday night to the teenagers. And um, in the 14th verse says, when he, came, when, when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them, and the scribes disputing with him. Immediately, verse 15, when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him. And he asked the disciples, What are you discussing? Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought, my, uh, brought you my son, who has a mute spirit. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams at in the mouth and gnashes at his teeth. And he becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast him out, but they could not. Jesus answered and said, "O faithless generation, how long shall I bear with, bear with you? How long shall I bear with? How long shall I? How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me." Then they brought him to him, and he when he saw immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and, and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the father, asked his father, "How long has this been happening?" He said, "From childhood, and often he throws him in both the fire and into the water and destroy him." But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. So many people are in that position. If you can do anything, hopeless, if you can do anything. But notice what Jesus said. He said, if you can believe, in fact, if you look at the original, he didn't just answer nicely. He was like, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. All things are possible to him who believes. I'm talking about our words tonight, we need to have our words say all things are possible to me because I'm a believer, I'm a believer, all things are possible to me. Amen. It's an important thing. If you don't like what you see, if you don't you don't you don't uh, what you're going on in your life, watch what you've been saying. Don't speak what you see, speak what you want. Amen. Speak what you want, speak the things that you want to have happen in your life. Like I said, your words matter, good or bad. I'd say they determine the fruit of your life. Brother Hagan said this: if you're not satisfied with what you have in life, then change what you're saying. You've created what you have. In your life with your own words. Mark Hankin said, if you're not happy in life, check out what you're saying. The words you speak affect the direction of your life. We know these things are true. These things are true. They're vital for us. Amen. Um I had something else. I think I, I might have moved it and deleted it. Oh, there it is. Um go to 2 Corinthians chapter one. Just a couple things left here. Second Corinthians, the first chapter.
0: Praise the Lord.
1: Something that uh, I've been really in the last uh, many months here has been really speaking and being careful to, to how I, how I do things. In Second chapter one, verse 20 says, for all the promises of God in him are yes. And amen to the glory of God through us for all the promises of God in him are yes. And amen to the glory of God through us. Let your words be present tense, not future tense. Speak in a, f- in a present tense about your situation. Speak in a present tense about what's going on in your life. God, Isaiah 53, the, the, uh, the fifth verse, Isaiah 53, 5. This is important. You can tell you how many times I've heard people talk about what's going to happen. Isaiah 53, 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. First Peter chapter 2 24 says, By his stripes you were healed. We need to make sure we're talking in the right tense over our situation. Speak life, but speak in the proper tense. What were the promises of God are yes and amen. They've been done, they've been accomplished speak God's word of your life, but speak in the present tense. Amen. Hallelujah. I told you I'm going to keep it short tonight. I want to just remind you, watch your words, watch the things that are coming out of your mouth. They're vital for us. I believe we can end this year speaking some good things. We can end this year speaking the right things over our families, our situation, our finances, our body. Amen. Praise God. You know, a lot of times it's not, it's not, it's not getting something new. It's just doing what you already know to do. The reality is we've been taught so well. All these years we've been taught so well. We just need to be faithful to put those things into practice. Amen. God's not forgotten your situation. It's like God's not forgotten your situation. He's not forgotten the things that he's talked to you about. He's not forgotten the things that he's promised you. He's not forgotten the things you've asked him for. Just this week, I was reminding the Lord things that I'm, I'm believing for, things I've, I've asked him, and I know in his word they belong to me. I'm thanking him for those things. But I talk in reality as though we have those things. This is done, that's done. I call this done, I call that thing done. I don't, I don't refer to the things that I don't want in my life as mine. I refer to the things in my life that I want as the, the change, the, the difference. I refer to those things as mine in my life, right? Let's be diligent to do those things, amen? Let's be diligent to let God work in our life. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. Jesus, we honor you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness, Father. We love you so much. Thank you, Lord. You've given us this ability to shape our lives, to shape our futures, Father, by speaking your word over our lives. Father, we're so very thankful. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Father, we honor you. We're so grateful. Your word is true. Your word is true in every single area. Hallelujah, Father, we give you all the thanks and praise for it. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Let's just wait just a minute. Let's just worship Him. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. We honor you. Glory, 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 glory be to God. Hallelujah. Jesus, we honor you. Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, thank you Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, we honor you. Jesus, we honor you. Jesus, we honor you. Jesus, we honor you. Hallelujah! 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 Jesus, we honor you. Jesus, we honor you tonight. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Anything you want to say? Just a moment ago, uh, as Pastor Greg was finishing up, the Spirit of God said something to me. And uh, I know I'm supposed to share it. He said, you can open the door to the devil in your life. And sometimes it's it's very difficult to close that door. And I said, okay, Lord, you know, what what are you talking about? He took my attention to Ephesians, where it says, in the fourth chapter, neither give place to the devil. Do not give an opportunity. Do not, Another other translations say, do not open a door to the devil. And uh, and what he was saying to me is by constantly and over a period of time speaking the wrong thing in your life, you can open uh, a door of access in your life that you're not going to close Real quickly, you're not just going to repent and say, "Lord, forgive me for saying those things," and and, and things change real quick. Jesus said, "By uh, a man's words, he'll be justified and uh, condemned or justified by what he says." And so, if you've not, if you've right, take an account of yourself and think about what you're saying and what you've been saying, and if you've been for a period of time. Saying the wrong thing, you need to just get on that right away, and start and start correcting your confession, and start saying what God says. Because, like the Spirit of God said, you can you can open the door by wrong by sufficient long term saying the wrong things. That it's not going to be easy to close, and uh, and so take heed tonight to this message. What you say matters, Amen. And if you need to correct that, get on it now, Amen. Yeah, well, Pastor Angela brought uh, this to my attention just now. Dad Hagen uh, had said before concerning people that were dying, and he said certain spiritual laws have been set in motion that cannot be changed at this time. Now, if that person had had more time, those things could have been changed. But uh, you, you you don't need to get to that place. You need to take care of it. We all need to take care of these things now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen, hallelujah. Anything, anything else? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother Steve has a prayer request or praise report.
1: Um, just um, this concerning prophecy. If if someone, a minister, has said something to you, said some words, spoke some words over to you. I know for myself, I always write them down, and I keep that, and I look over it, but I can't just leave it on the page god's expecting me to pick those words up and put them in my mouth and continually speak
0: those things that were said over me so they will come to pass they're not going to come to pass just automatically god's expecting you to do something with those words so
1: don't forget that remember um find those things that were said over you bring them up put them in your mouth and continue to speak them over you so they will come to pass amen
0: the apostle paul exhorted timothy about the prophecies that had been spoken over him and he said by these things these prophecies you can wage a good warfare so whenever the spirit of god speaks something to you it's for you to hold on to and to use in in waging warfare against the devil and establishing god's plan in your life amen